All right, welcome back to Miserable and Reckless, bringing you unfiltered opinions on sports, music, culture, and all things the South. As always, I'm Logan, sitting here with Ryan, Morgan, and Dustin. And, you know, go and give us a follow on all of our social media accounts, Facebook and Twitter. Uh, follow us on Spotify, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, give us five stars, spread the word for Miserable and Reckless so we can get let everyone hear our weekly grumpiness that we bring to the table. And, uh, you know, we'll have some good content for you on that. So starting things off with the good, the bad, and the ugly. Dustin, take things away. Sure. All right. Um, good. Well, miserable and reckless team for picking UVA is the best in the ACC. Five and zero. They blew out Clemson, and it looks like they're finally playing good defense. Um, clearly, the number one team in the conference uh, above everyone. Morgan. Um, bad. The miserable and reckless team for picking against Tech. They're nipping at the hills, overachieving a little bit. Maybe some would say. Um, with their relatively new young coach, this season's long, but you got to give them credit where credit's due. They started out good. Um, ugly, eh, I don't really have one this week. I couldn't think of one, so no need to force it. All right, Morgan. What was that? Go ahead. Good, the bad, the ugly. Oh, all right. Well, let's start with the good. Um, as Dustin was talking about, just second of tech, tech is doing well starting out they have one loss in the acc and they have the most wins in the acc overall right now but still not you know the, the best um found out our new daycare bill today um it's part good part bad good is it's less than i thought it was going to be bad it's so high with two kids going in do you get a discount for two that's why that's the good part as, as lower as I thought it was going to be. Brody got 10% off for having a sibling brought in. Like, good job, yeah. Brody. Go find another Dude. sibling for me. Does it go down as they get older? It does. Uh, when I get into Brody's went down when he moved to the toddler room, and then it'll go down further um, after he moves out of the toddler room. Um, another good was uh, Brody is waving and saying bye-bye as of today. Nice. Like, acknowledges that someone's leaving, he'll wave and say bye-bye. Bye-bye. And another good, uh, uh, mainly goods, is asked for a hug and a kiss, and he gave both of them to me. Oh, So That's nice. Uh, ugly, I don't really have one, like uh, like Dustin said, but if there's anything ugly, my dog Luigi's got to get neutered. <laughs> and he's old. <laughs> he, so he's getting neutered, neutered at an old age. He just uh, had complications with, I won't go to discussing details, but he has to get neutered in order to prevent other things from happening. Hey, he had a lot of good years. So, feel <laughs> bad for the guy. He's going to hate me. I'll make, I'll make the wife take him. <laughs> oh, man. All right. On that note, <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> Speaking of things that are neutered, uh, I tried to come up with a good, bad, or the ugly for this week. I'm just kind of numb, numb, and numb <laughs> at this point in time. Um, just good things. I mean, I can think of that. I still have a job. I have the ability to be healthy right now. Um, that's good. But like, it's, 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 it's kind of interesting. I mean, I, I jotted some notes down about this, but like, it's kind of interesting. Like there isn't a whole lot going on for me personally with sports. There isn't a whole lot going on that you can do outside. I mean, I guess you can watch the news. We all, you know, 
got a laugh out of that this week, but we'll leave that out of here. And uh, so, I mean, it's good that we're just kind of going through life. And obviously we have friends and we have this podcast, but there isn't a whole lot going on in my life for good. There isn't a whole lot going on that's bad either. Um, and I don't have an ugly, so I'll, I'll, I'll take Dustin's out. Hey. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So for me, the first thing, uh, definitely want to go with the good. I got to recognize the arguably one of the best quarterbacks in ACC history, Phillip Rivers. He's uh, retiring after 17 years in the NFL. Um, he really was an Iron Man uh, when he was out on the field because going back when he when he was QB one, going back to eighth grade, the man never missed a start through high school, college, and then when he became the starter in his third season in San Diego when the uh, the Chargers were there, he 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 played every single game. So hats off to Phillip Rivers on a great career. Fifth all-time in passing yards, fifth all-time in touchdowns. Should be a first ballot Hall of Famer. The only bad, and I'm going to use this as my bad, is the man never got a ring, so he's going to be this generation's Dan Marino when people talk about best quarterbacks of their generation. So, but uh, And, yeah, like the guy said, I really didn't have an ugly this week. So Mainly, I wanted to focus my good, the bad, and the ugly on the greatest NC State quarterback of all time, Phil Rivers. So was – have we brought this up before? Was Phil Rivers' last game the game at Keenan? I don't really know. Um, I, that it was the O three season, but I don't know if they played away that year or not. Huh. If it if it was, I went to his last collegiate game. Oh, that's cool. And, and stood on the field, but I don't after the game. But I don't. Well, we'll have to look it up. I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll have to fact check that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, Philip Rivers is a good dude. Oh so. yeah. I mean, he's uh, he's a guy that's got like. 17 kids, it seems like. He was married with one or two kids by the time he was a junior at NC State. <laughs> was it officially nine? Morgan's telling me or ten. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, so. He almost has an entire starting roster. Yeah. <laughs> but he's going he's gonna to retire and go coach high school football at his oldest uh, son's high school, I believe is what I heard. So the hat's off to him, and I hope he enjoys that. I think he, he sounded in his, uh, in his press conference or whatever it was, he sounded pretty excited about going to coach. Yeah, high school kids. He he pretty much had that sound in his voice. I'm not coming back. This is yeah, 100 percent done. Yeah, he said it's time. So I mean, was he? He's almost 40 at this point. So, <clears throat> but so moving should on. Get, go ahead. I was gonna say he should make one of those TV shows like 19 Accounting or something like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. <laughs> I would watch it. Jay Cutler is funny on um on uh whatever the Very Cavallari show, especially if he. Jay Cutler can make appearances on this show. Yeah, yeah that would be great. <laughs> and and Phil is actually like one of the was one of the best trash talkers in the NFL. But oh, he yeah. didn't he didn't use cuss words. He would be like Dad Gummit and shoot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Moving on into throw it over to Ryan to introduce uh, a little look ahead for future miserable and rec- reckless episodes. Sure. So we talked last week about what is the South. So if you guys hopefully have been able to listen to that uh, episode and we were kind of had a idea that came out of it. Right. Um, could we come up with like a March madness type bracket, especially we're in basketball season. Now we're kind of with, um, with, with March madness going forward. Um, so how could we kind of come up with things that were Southern? And so we kind of broke it down into four brackets. We'll release like one each week. And then I feel like there's got to be a Facebook post for this that we can put together because it'll be real clear and even about who's advanced in, in each bracket based on what we pick. So we've got four brackets. We've got like cities and experiences. So like Southern cities, Southern things that are just inherently Southern, Southern sports. So Southern sports figures, basically Southern food 
And then we've got Southern entertainment. So like TV, movies, music. Um, this isn't exhaustive. <laughs> There's only 16 slots. We can't pick all 16 Southern cities, but we tried to rank them. And so we're, we'll, we'll see who moves on and who doesn't. So um, for this podcast, we'll do cities and experiences. So guys, what do you think? Number one seed in the cities and experiences bracket is the Daytona 500. And that's going up against the Outer Banks, like vacationing in the Outer Banks, the Wright brothers, everything as the 16 seed. So before anyone else says anything, I've never been to the Daytona 500, so it's hard for me to say, but based on what I've been told and based on how big of an impact it is and how much I think the Outer Banks is completely overrated coming from a born and bred North Carolinian, <laughs> um, my vote goes for the Daytona 500. <clears throat> you guys uh, uh, like, uh, Outer Banks sucks. Daytona, all the way. Even <laughs> watching, it on, oh, watching it on TV on my couch is better than going to the Outer Banks. Daytona 500. That's coming from a guy who vacations in the Outer Banks, Morgan. <laughs> I, I've been there. Question. <laughs> Morgan's version of I said what I said. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The second seat is the Masters going up against the great outdoors. So Appalachian Trail, Lake Life, Boat Life, Smoky Mountain, National Park, everything that the South has to offer. So a golf tournament in Georgia or all of the great outdoors. And to be fair, we did rank the golf tournament higher. <laughs> it's, it's the masters hands down the green jacket, the history, the amount of uh, uh, elite players that have won that game. I mean, it, it just, it's, it's a fun, like going into master Sunday is just a fun experience to watch, especially when you have, you know, the, the, the sports top stars in contention and seeing Dustin Johnson win this year and how emotional he was, you know, the, yeah, it's the masters for me. I agree. It's my favorite sporting event of the year personally. Yeah, Masters. I, I'm, you can't, you, yeah. One year when uh, we're all without kids, we should go. That'll only cost us the price of a car. <laughs> <laughs> I I get the appeal, but I don't really care about golf. Great outdoors all the way. Wrong on all three of your accounts. <laughs> all right, so feisty 15 seed there. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Sure. They almost had him in the first half. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number three seed is Duke Carolina basketball. We could do the whole rivalry, but Duke Carolina basketball is a pretty big deal, not just because of the, our opinions on this podcast. Or number 14 seed, spring break in Panama City. <laughs> Duke Carolina, come on. I you agree. Know, about, like, uh, the, TCB's like, pretty legit. But. I mean, are we going to include like how you get down there too, like road tripping six dudes in a beat up van we can we can tell that story sometime in the future <laughs> or we can tell it now <laughs> save that one for later okay well the the only person on this podcast who can talk about experiencing duke carolina live is uh in cameron is the nc state fan so. that's exactly right it was my birthday i was a junior i want to say in college something like that it was right before i uh turned 21 dustin had a a friend of his that was a student in grad school at Duke. She wasn't going to use her ticket. So Dustin was able to arrange it where I was able to use her ticket. And I was sitting in with the grad students at Cameron Indoor when Jabari Parker and the Blue Devils beat uh, Carolina, I think by something like 12 or 14 points. It was like, I've been to a handful of games at Cameron and sat in the student section two times, I think at Cameron, completely different 
ball game when you're it's a Duke Carolina game. It was such an awesome experience. Like I was probably the dumbest person in the in the section I was sitting in with all the grad students, but I, I had a good time. And uh so yeah, it's Duke Carolina. It's not even close. I agree. All the times I've been to Chapel Hill, I've never actually gone into the Smith Center or Carmichael because I feel like it's like a superstition for me. I've seen them play at other places, but like I want it to be for I'm what 36 years old. I've never stepped foot inside there. I want the first time to be for a Duke Carolina game. Yeah. Well, Dustin and I have been to the Smith Center once to go see WCW Monday Nitro in like 1998. (laughs) That's awesome. Sat up in the upper deck and got after it with Monday Night Nitro. (laughs) I will say, Angle, you probably do want to go for a Duke Carolina game because I went for a uh, got a free ticket with some buddies to a Carolina game that was early regular or early regular season non conference game. The place was so quiet, I fell asleep in the second half. Did you really? (laughs) Yep. It's pretty funny. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's keep it moving. Uh, Four seed is Nashville, Grand Old Opry, country music, everything that brings to the table. We talked about that a couple uh, podcasts ago. Or Mardi Gras. Again, Southern experiences. So not just... um, I've never... I haven't experienced either one of those. I mean, I've been to Nashville, but I haven't... Again, didn't go to Grand Old Opry. I haven't been to an event there, but... And you talk about the history of both of them. I'm gonna have to go with Grand Old Opry. Okay. Just all the all the uh, musicians that came through there. I mean, Mardi Gras is great, and the history behind it's great. But when you break that all down, it's drunk, topless women going down alleyways with beads around their necks. <laughs> <laughs> and someone will call me out and say there's more to it than that. But I mean, the most the headlines you get from Mardi Gras is just that. Yeah, it depends on where you go in New Orleans, what kind of experience you get. But if but Mardi Gras, Bourbon Street, yeah, what you're describing is correct. And it, like I said, I know there's a lot more to it than that, and I apologize to people who that might offend. No, double down, because I agree, because Mardi Gras in New Orleans, never been there, but my younger brother's been there, and that place just seems like it's a crap hole. I mean, there it smells like piss is what I've heard. And how can you compare to how can you compare to country music, its rich history, the Ryman, the Grand Ole Opry with the Opry House, Nashville? Like, I mean, like I said, the Ryman, the mother church of country music. And I'm, I'm a little biased on this, but country music hands down all the way. So it's interesting that this actually broke down like this, because if we had more time, the other city I was going to talk about when I wax poetic about Nashville Everyone knows that I love Nashville. The other city I was going to talk about is New Orleans because I wanted to highlight Bourbon, the not Bourbon Street. Because when we went back the second time, I, I, I have a friend that lives down there and we got to go a couple times and I actually got to see the city and it's actually really nice. But that said, um, Nashville is always going to be number one in my heart, probably. So we're going with Nashville. Yeah, right. I mean, Nashville, but New Orleans, New Orleans gets bad rap because everybody thinks Bourbon Street. So you can get whatever experience you want in New Orleans. You can get that, or you can go get something else. Also, best fried chicken that you can order in restaurants in New Orleans, Willie Mays, Scotch House. Yep. Well, that's that's why I want to go. I I can actually experience it and get a better understanding and feel for it. All right. We'll keep it moving. 512, Saturday night in Death Valley, specific to the LSU football game experience on a Saturday night or tailgate. Oh, shoot. We did not think this one through very well. We're tailgating. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I saw that. I was like, 
I'm going, I'm going tailgating. Tailgating in general is Florida, Georgia, Ole Miss. Everything is way better than the one experience in LSU, although I've done both. <laughs> so while I can't speak to specifically an LSU game or specifically an SEC tailgate, just going off of going to tailgates versus going to football games, and I'm not talking about the highs or the lows. I'm talking about the consistency for each. Tailgating trumps the actual game yep. most of the time. Now, if it's yeah. a great game, like a, when uh, NC State unseated Florida State late with uh, eight, eight seconds left on the clock, that was a, an amazing high to be on. But that doesn't happen all the time. A lot of times it's a boring game. It's hot as it can be. I imagine it'd be similar like that in the summer down in LSU. Tailgating trumps the actual game on, on average. So tailgating for me. It's interesting you say that because the one LSU game I went to it got rained out. And so <laughs> we got we got the whole experience. The tiger got done around the stadium. I was sitting in the first row behind the end zone. I got found these tickets online. Had the whole experience of what it would be like without the game, and I was completely okay with it. So it's interesting that you say that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. ashamed I haven't experienced either one of them. Um, but I've, well, either tailgating in the SEC, I've been tailgating. ACC, but the stories I've heard tailgating down there, especially Ole Miss, is just beyond you know anything else. And it, it, if unless the game is going to be one of those you know games you talk about for a long time in the stadium, it's you know you're just going to get a regular game Saturday night in Death Valley, and I think tailgating is going to trump that. Okay, all right. <laughs> Short and simple. I like it. Uh, six eleven, which is more southern. Friday night lights. High school football is the six seed or eleven. The Iron Bowl, Bama versus Auburn. One game, but a very, very important game, especially in Alabama. They have nothing else there all year long. No sports teams. Nothing. <laughs> it's just. It's. I'm serious. I'm serious. My old boss uh, went to Auburn, and he was like, "There's nothing else we do. All we care about 364 days a year is beating Auburn." I was like, "Oh, there's some high schools in the southern towns. All they have is that Friday night." That's true. Yeah, they they that whole work week they're working up to that one night, Friday night. Um, followed by Saturday yeah. at the track. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. The Iron Bones is incredible, and there are you can all we could all point to games that are fun to watch. Like if you were sitting in the stands, and it, I bet the experience is cool too. But I just have no, for me personally, I have no frame of reference for that. Whereas like um, Friday night football, high school football, I appreciate in a way that not just because of um, Friday Night Lights, the show or movie, but it's just a, it's a part, I think it's a part of the South in a way that is ingrained in almost every community in some form or fashion, every school and every community, especially smaller towns, Friday night football matters. And I would pick that, you know, to, if we have any Alabama or Auburn fans, sorry folks, but yeah. Friday night lights is, is, is more in the Southern experience. I, I agree. I mean, if there's one thing I've, and I'm, High school football in Virginia is about second behind high school football in, in Texas. And just a week, every week, the night, even if your team wasn't that great, their stands were full every Friday night. The, the days leading up to the game, the pep rallies, um, hanging to the stadium before the game starts, friends. It's one of my favorite, you know, memories being in high school. 
you know, they like you said, the Iron Bowl. I, you know, I don't have. I'm not a fan of either one of them. Um, you know, I've catched a full, few games. Some were good, some were not. But for me, it's you know, high school football is. Yeah, I don't give a shit about Alabama or Auburn. So high school football. That's pretty bad for our brand. You can't just say you don't care about Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> we just spent 19 episodes talking about how great college football was. <laughs> I will say the the one fun one cool one I did watch was what two was it 14 or 2000? I think it was 2014 or 15. The uh, the Phil goal, yeah yeah. I actually left a bar to go to another one. I was like, you know what? Let me go back in here real quick. You know, because because something might happen. Since I walked back in and sat down, that's exactly when it happened. I was with, I was with our buddy Ryan actually when that happened. We were at a bar too. Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ten seed, Kentucky Derby. Seven seed, Myrtle Beach. Myrtle Beach, Myrtle Beach, Myrtle Beach. To uh quote one of our former guests on the show, Sonny Ledford. Look, Kentucky Derby at sure. I know it's a cool um tradition. I'm sure it's fun. Kentucky's barely a southern state. Myrtle Beach, I have a personal connection to. I'm going with Dirty Myrtle all day, twice on Sunday. So I'm probably gonna I'm gonna pick Myrtle Beach. Just you know, I love Myrtle Beach. I went there growing up every summer for vacation. Loved it. Been to um, Louisville and saw the Kentucky Derby Derby area once. Um, obviously, it was in the all season, you know, nothing was going on, but just the tour of it and explaining of how jam packed it can get in there. You know, I'd, I'd probably take a pass and just watch that five seconds on on tv and call it a day while i'm in myrtle beach um that's just my two cents <laughs> dustin what do you I, think i mean if we could do the fancy pants patriot version where belichick and brady and everybody were like in their own like suite having an awesome time i might pick the derby just be, just for the experience um but you know don't disagree that Kentucky is barely Southern. Also, Myrtle Beach is a personal connection. And I'm going to spend a lot more time in Myrtle Beach than I am drinking bourbon, looking at horses race. So, Myrtle Beach. Also, this this whole bracket's all about personal biases. I'm going to go ahead and put that out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, the only reason why we didn't have Kentucky Derby, which is basically like the Daytona 500 of the Masters, right? It's a once-in-a-year once a experience, whereas Duke Carolina plays twice, et cetera. The only reason why we didn't have that higher, I think, is because Kentucky isn't Southern. So it's really difficult for me to say that the Kentucky Derby is better than Myrtle Beach, with especially with all the joy and everything else. But I'll throw my hat into the ring for the Kentucky Derby, knowing that the three of you guys would pick Myrtle, just because I think it is a really cool experience. I think it is a once-in-a-lifetime thing to do. And if you're going to do it, I would like to do it the way you're describing it, Dustin. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be one of the people who are on the other side of the track and can't get up there to it. Yeah. Um, however, if you're in Louisville, go do the tour. It's worth it. Yes. So, so far, we're all chalk. Um, eight, nine game. Charleston, the city, eight seed, nine seed, Southern 500 in Darlington. Yeah. For those that don't know, the Southern 500 usually is the throwback. So it's when they race all the old paint schemes. It's only one time a year. Uh, it's on Labor Day, right? Am I saying that right? I feel like I should be knowing that. And um, but Charleston itself is a real throwback city. Obviously, it's, as people may know, it's where we went for Dustin's uh, bachelor party, and we really appreciate it. You are correct. Okay, that's what I thought. 
What do you guys think? As the NASCAR guy, I'm throwing my hat in the ring for the Southern 500. It reminds me of growing <laughs> up and everything else. Um, I, I love Charleston. Been there a few times, but I got to go with the Southern 500. That's two. DeBerry's? I mean, I like I like going to NASCAR races, even though I'm not really a major NASCAR fan. But come on, Charleston. I would much rather spend a day in Charleston than a day at, in Darlington, South Carolina. You've changed. <laughs> well, <laughs> sorry. Sorry, I'd rather have nice food and nice beer in, in nice places instead of walking around Darlington parking lots. <laughs> Yeah, people like in, people in uh, souped up uh, lawn chairs driving around the parking lot. <laughs> you know, I realize NASCAR and racing are distinctly Southern thing in its origins, and everybody loves it and all. But I have never been a big NASCAR guy, so I I had a great time when I was in Charleston. Between you know just how beautiful downtown Charleston is, and just like you know just the overall experience we had there. Charleston for me, it's not. It's not the race. You know yeah. Plus, you know plus what? I have the personal. I think we're gonna have a first. Yeah, I'm gonna flip my answer. Oh, you ruined it! I was gonna put it out to the Facebook users because I realized that if we ever have a tie, then we're screwed. <laughs> oh, well, I'll give you a tie next week. <laughs> All right, Charleston wins. I was trying to come up with how easy this week for the uh, the next round. I was trying to come up with how we were going to solve that if we ever ran into a tie. Once again, something else we didn't think through. It's not the first or last thing in our lives that way. Um, so basically, we just Jay Billis this. We picked all the higher seed. Yep. <laughs> and I think it's because uh, they got seeded by the things that we probably collectively like more. So <laughs> and then when we threw out that it's based on personal bias, of course, the higher seeds. <laughs> So tune in next week because we'll talk the 16 best sports figures that will have in no way any personal bias whatsoever from the four of us. <laughs> I, I say if anyone's grumpy, well, if you anyone's grumpy, send the hate mail. I love it. <laughs> Let's find out how many Patriots you have on here. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, the way I look at it, you know what? We're not going to be like a lot of people in the media. We're gonna we're not going to pretend to be unbiased. We're biased. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, authenticity. We're all starved for it, right? That's right. <laughs> oh, all right, Morgan. Should I pitch it over to you? Or do you want to yeah. throw it on over? Explain the next topic. Yeah. So our next topic. I was talking to these guys last week about this. Um, I got the idea. Actually, I, I want to say it's from from an, another show that I listened to, another sports show about, you know, um, great moments in movies, pretty much more so sports movies, but I kind of broke it out into outside of just sports movies as well. But, you know, whether it be uh, great motivational moments, uh, speeches, parts of the movie that just left an impact on you or your life, you know, that you always kind of come back to when you think about that movie. And, we figured we'd come up with some something we could talk about, and I'm going to start with uh, probably one of my favorite, which is uh, Hoosiers. You know, he's uh, two great parts in that movie. Is at the end, well, hopefully by now in your life you've seen this movie. <laughs> so there's some spoiler alerts if you have it. Um, 
at the, towards the end of the movie when they make it to the uh, for those who haven't, it's a, about a small town in high school in Indiana that makes it all the way to the state championship. Nobody was expecting them to make it. And when they're walking into the massive arena. And so the, the part I was getting to is uh, he notices all, all the kids are overwhelmed with how massive the, the basketball arena is. So he breaks out a you know, some measuring tape and he gets them to measure the um, the diameter of the, you know, the, from the rim to the floor and from the free throw line to the edge of the court. And he's like, you'll notice the exact same measurements as your court back home in Hickory. And it was at that moment the kids started to relax, which I thought was, you know, as a coach doing, you know, that's one of those things where you want to have in your coach. Hmm. As if to say, like, this problem isn't any bigger, it's all in your head kind of thing. And then um, the other part was when they were on their way to the uh, championship, he gave that uh, motivational speech about uh, the scoreboard. Don't, you know, at the end of the day, if you give everything you've got, your uh, your winners, no matter what that scoreboard says, saying, you know, that the, your life is bigger than the scoreboard, that if you give everything you've got every day, you just use the fundamentals that we practice, that um, you can be winners no matter what. Yeah, it's it's a great movie. It's been a while since I've seen it, but um, it's, it's a good story about small town. Small town. I can, I'll watch it if it comes on no matter what. Yeah, yeah. And Gene Hagman was great. He was the coach for anybody who doesn't know. He was just great in that role. And, uh, and yeah, it's like a bunch of small town kids who, you know, it's a good story because they overcome a lot to to be winners. And uh, But it's a lot of good lessons in there. That's a good one, Morgan. Thank you. Um, who wants to go next? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go. Uh, one thing that always has stuck out with me, like one of my favorite sports movies of all time is uh, Remember the Titans. Um, you know, Denzel Washington won is a fantastic actor. He did a fantastic job in, in that role. Um, and the one scene that always sticks out in my mind was when he took the kids, like, you know, at camp and they went all, all out on a run and they ended up at Gettysburg. Used a historic site to bring together people with uh, at, that at the time, like, you know, didn't necessarily get along with like the race things going on all the time, brought the team. They left as like two separate groups and came together as a team right that for them to be able to come together and be able to, to win like they did as the season went on. So that was a very powerful scene in, in, in a like wonderful movie. So like, that's always something that stuck out in my mind is like a good inspirational uh, speech by a coaching figure in a sports movie. Yeah. He, he, in that scene, he said, uh, at the end of it, he's like, I don't care if you like each other, but you will respect each other. And that was like at the, his sort of like final point after he took them on a run where they were all about to puke their guts out and <laughs> stood at the feet of a cemetery at Gettysburg. So that's, that, I, I also like that movie a lot. Um, I gotta say in part because I actually like the movie, but also I, that's my wife's, uh, favorite sports movie in part because it's Northern Virginia and always rep in Northern Virginia, but also because just a good movie. And I agree with you. I mean, Denzel Washington is maybe my favorite. I mean, actor, he's the best. I've never seen a movie he's done that he hasn't done well. I think probably one of my favorite scenes in that movie is when they're, um, the, uh, defensive coach, uh, what was, uh, his coach's name in that? 
the one that got replaced, but he stayed on as a defensive coach. Uh, Yost, I can't remember I mean, his. Coach, uh, Yost. Coach Yost. Yeah, he, uh, he pulls his defensive people to the side and says, you blitz all night. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, if anyone crosses the line of scrimmage, I'm pulling you out. Yep. <laughs> and I think the re- in that game, they didn't cross the line of scrimmage the rest of the game. Yep. Just an all-around good movie. Um, you know, love. There's, there's several lines that Jenny and I quote to each other. Um, every now and then I'll just say strong side and she screams out left side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's very quotable. I actually quoted it in my essay on my application to NC State <laughs> when I was 18. I used <laughs> really? the line. Yeah, there was a, a prompt about leadership and what we thought leadership meant. And the line uh, in the movie that always stuck out to me is, you know, attitude reflects leadership. So, like, you can kind of see how good of a leader someone is based off the attitude of the team. It's good. That's a good one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I really like that one. I know, you know, I'll, I'll continue it here. Logan, this will kind of go along. I know we were talking earlier. Uh, Rudy is probably my favorite sports movie ever. Um, also, to make this also about my wife, she's never seen Rudy, which I give her a hard time about all the time. How you've never seen that movie. And I'm not giving you a synopsis of it, listeners, if you haven't seen it and go watch it. Which movie? Rudy. Rudy. What the hell? But, <laughs> but it's just a powerful movie. I mean, there's, I have a whole list. I wrote down a whole list of like scenes that are mean a lot, but what, you know, towards the end when he's about to miss the dress list for the last time in his eight years of eligibility and about to graduate college. For those of you who can't see, which is everyone who's listening to this, uh, Morgan's holding up a Notre Dame jacket right now. <laughs> like Rudy wore in the movie. Um, and my dad and got when, that about 10 years ago. It's awesome. Um, but every player went into the coach's office and gave him his jersey and said, this one's for Rudy coach. This one's for Rudy coach over and over and over. It, because he had such an impact on that team. It really kind of, I don't know, it was just a touching moment. Um, also, you know, and this kind of goes along with what you were saying earlier from Hoosiers, uh, Morgan, but the scene where he's talking to the janitor when he was thinking about quitting yep. and he's, and he really like just encouraged him not to do it. And he told him, you don't have nothing to prove to no one except for yourself. Yeah. And, uh, he, and he was telling him, never will. Yeah. And he was telling him how he should be proud of what he's done. He doesn't have to play football at Notre Dame to be proud of what he's done. And uh, I thought it was just that, that scene. I mean, you can keep going on and on with this yeah. movie. I'm, well, I'm what sure y'all. What was it he said? He was like, you're five foot nothing. Yeah. He's like, hundred and nothing. hundred and nothing with a hardly an ounce of athletic ability. And you've just <laughs> hung for four years or a few years with the, one of the finest college football players of all time or in the country. But yeah, yeah that, that was the scene that always sticks out in my mind. And he's like, and you're also going to walk out of here for a degree from the University of Notre Dame. He was like, in this lifetime, yep. you don't have to prove nothing to nobody but yourself. Yep. Just a great, great movie. Um, so yeah, I'm, I, we could go on and on about that one, I'm sure, but yeah, I won't drone on and bore people with it. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a big sports movie person, but I can connect to that and that I don't remember like the lines and if it happened in the past, I'm not generally trying to watch a movie about it cause I know how it ends, <laughs> but, <laughs> but at the same time, Uh, To your point, Dustin, about Rudy, I had the chance to go to Notre Dame. I had the chance to walk on the field before the game. Um, They do allow you to go through the tunnel. 
and walk onto the end zone, which is the same tunnel and the same end zone where he's taken off um, on the shoulders of everybody. And I was surprised at how emotional I felt because if you'd asked me what my favorite sports movie was, I wouldn't say Rudy, <laughs> but at the same time, I get the emotion of it and I get why it's important and I get the acceptance by a father and all that kind of stuff that plays into it. And it was surprising how emotional it was for me to kind of like walk through there. And I was like, wow, this is, this is, this is a thing like Notre Dame actually has something going on here. So I wonder if I would feel the same way if I went to Indiana for the basketball court and I'm going to guess no. <laughs> so <laughs> I just, I like college football better, but, um, but I don't know. Should I, uh, I guess, I'll, I guess yeah. I'll go. I only had two sports movies that stand out to me that are, that are really good. So one of, well, sports, they're not movies, but, um, sports speeches. Cause that's what we were talking about. And the first one is, um, the, the movie miracle. Um, Morgan reminded me of it this afternoon. It's, um, for those that don't know, it's about the 1980, uh, us Olympic men's hockey team. Um, they went and won the gold medal against the Soviets. The Soviets were pretty much the Alabama of, uh, <laughs> of Olympic hockey back then. And, um, nobody really gave him a chance. So it'd be basically like Duke playing Alabama for the national championship, um, in football. Uh, it's just it, to paint the scene. I think oftentimes we think of our Olympic athletes as just running the table with everybody, but uh, the hockey team really was made up of a bunch of college kids from Boston and Minnesota. Um, the coach himself, Herb Brooks, um, actually has a small connection to my family as well. He was my mom's high school coach. Um, and they went to the same high school in Minnesota. Um, she knew him personally. Um, my dad found this out the hard way, um, in an embarrassing way when they went to a game and she went down to the press box and started talking to him and, and, and banging on the glass, trying to get his attention. And my dad thought they were going to get thrown out of the arena. Uh, turns out he turned around, gave her a big old hug. Hey, Nancy, how are you? You know, <laughs> he was <laughs> beside himself. So that was, that's a cool little story, but I'm not going to necessarily quote the speech, but at the same time. Basically, when he's sitting in the locker room, he basically tells them, like, you, you were born for this. You have to believe that you're going to go out there and do this. You're given this great opportunity. Um, you've earned it. So, like, go out there and take it. It's, I, I can't recreate the, the magic, but if you watch that movie, it's a real speech. It did really happen, and it's, it's a pretty incredible movie. Um, for some of us that work in hockey, it's a, it's a good watch for this time of year <laughs> with the hockey season starting back up. So. That's one for me, Miracle. And man, um, Kurt Russell, great job. Absolutely great job playing Herb Brooks. Like phenomenal, yeah. phenomenal job. Um, I'll tell you, another good one for me is is the actual movie Friday Night Lights with uh, Billy Bob Thornton where he's giving up speech at halftime. And uh, what was it he was saying that, um, I'm trying to remember, it was like- uh, Talking about being perfect. Being perfect, and he's like, you know, it's not about the scoreboard or the wins, you know. It's about your relationships to yourself, to your family, to your friends. And uh, talking about how, you know, some of you guys aren't going to play football another day after this game. And that uh, he said, you know, forever's about to happen right in about a few seconds. And just, you know, he's motivating them to give everything you have left in, in the gas tank for you and your teammates. And he said, you can do that. If you can close your eyes and you know that you gave everything you had, that you'll be winners. So I just, yeah. yeah um, every time I hear that, that, that speech in that movie, just 
hair on the back of my neck stands up, you know. Yeah, for as much as we all love the TV series Friday Night Lights, the movie was very well done. And uh and pretty true to life um about the, the characters and the people. Um, you know, small struggling, you know, West Texas town that you know, as we talked about earlier, got their glory on from Friday nights. And, you know, they had they overcame some problems and got, you know, saw some glory throughout the year, but then also came up a little bit short. And it's just a very I don't know, it's a powerful story. Um great. I agree with you on the scene I would pick, Morgan, as the scene you're talking about. And it what makes it even better is the the song Your Hand in Mind by the uh, explosions in the sky playing in the background just makes it like through busting through the roof that much better. Yeah, and I'm a big fan of Connie Britton, so. You in America. <laughs> <laughs> Who isn't? <laughs> so uh, you guys are, usually we would go around the room, right? You guys are leading right into my second, uh, <laughs> my second sports thing, which is uh, Coach Taylor, <laughs> period. I actually wrote down some of the quotes that are my favorite. I actually went and looked them all up suck it up that's what being a man is opportunity <laughs> that's a real quote from the yeah, team yeah. uh opportunity does not knock it presents itself when you beat down the door stay away from dumb gentlemen <laughs> another one of my favorites um i uh i'll come back to that one because i want to emphasize that one um you're not quitting this team i'm not going to let you quit i know you if you quit this team, you're going to hate yourself. You want to be pissed? Fine, go ahead. You be pissed. I don't give a damn. But you're not going to quit this fucking team. <laughs> <laughs> they bleeped out the F word part. But uh, I said you need to strive to be better than everyone else. I didn't say you needed to be better than everyone else. But you got to try. That's what character is. It's in trying. 16 years ago, I wasn't ready to be a father. I can tell you that. I wasn't ready for the responsibility. You cannot be prepared for something like that. Believe me. But you grab the bull by the horns and you move on. And then, of course, we all know the halftime speech that he gave. And at the end of episode, Logan, you've seen it, right? I know you're yeah. going through it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've watched it like three times all the way through. I'm watching it again right now because I've ran through a lot of my other shows. <laughs> so we were talking about it earlier in the week, which is what made me think about it. But um, the halftime speech that he gives towards the end of season one, every man at some point in his life is going to lose a battle and he's going to fight and he's going to lose it. But what makes him a man is that in the midst of the battle, he does not lose himself. I mean, these, these quotes are, are outrageous if you just listen to them, but then the fact that they're thrown on like a more or less like a soapy, like kind of TV <laughs> drama about yeah. real people, but, um, that happened in the past is interesting. And then the one that sticks out the most to me, which may surprise you guys is the scene in the rain with Tim Riggins. Oh yeah. Where he's, um, where he's. I, I get emotional thinking about it where he's uh, where he's running the uh, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth and running the sprints and he has to apologize to the team and he feels bad because his friend, um, man, I didn't expect this to happen. He, uh, cause his friend passed. And so he says, Tim, I want you to let, let yourself off the hook, son. Uh, and he basically says he's, he's basically, it's really emotional. It's really interesting to me because he basically like, he just tries to beat himself up as much and, as much as he can and coach comes in and just offers him a lifeline like that's to me is is 
is a good coach. That to me is um, someone who can step in and see another person in trouble and say like, Hey, like shape up, you know, like either stay away from dumb <laughs> as in stop going out and doing dumb stuff in town or the guy, the coach that can come in and pick you up out of the bathtub or do whatever. I mean, for those that have seen the show, that's another scene. So that to me is, is, is what's inspiring. It's not so much someone screaming and yelling at halftime. It's someone coming in and helping somebody out when it's, when yeah. it's, when it's a quiet moment and, and they just need a little push in the right direction. And yeah. you know, that, that scene in particular in the rain, he showed the two sides of what a good coach is. He showed compassion uh-huh. with Tim, but then he followed that up immediately and says, but son, you owe me a practice. You walk yep. home. We'll call it even. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he has to walk the rest of the way. I think what's amazing is a common theme. And you know, all the ones we've just been talking about is as coaches trying to build up character in these young men players and teach them that you know you're playing a game but out when the game's over you still have to be you you still have to have character in life and the game's gonna end one day but how you carry yourself off that field is the most important thing another a quote from that show that's not from coach taylor and it's not really inspirational but i find it hilarious because i know angle said he doesn't really like him but i love buddy garrity He's Buddy Garrity is a hilarious character. And when Matt Saracen needed to find his dad a job when he was briefly home from Iraq, goes into Buddy and he's like, do you have time to talk for a minute? And he, Buddy was talking to some customers at his car dealership. And Buddy says, oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, somebody come take care of this man of here. He goes, Matt, come with me. He goes, are you sure you're not busy? He goes, son, they're just people. You're my quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he man. is a funny character. <laughs> You guys have um, any more sports ones? I don't yeah, really. I mean, go ahead, Dustin. <clears throat> I've got uh, one, maybe more serious one, and then another uh, less serious one. Uh, Field of Dreams, mm. I think, is up there. Yeah, uh, the, you I know, I got to think that one written down. Yeah, I got to thinking about it this week. I was trying to think about which ones I really like. That one still stands out to me. <clears throat> and obviously, the the scene with James Earl Jones where he's giving the speech. I mean. And I like went and found it and the part that I thought was, I don't know. I think it's just applicable all the time, but it certainly seems to make sense. You know, as we go through stuff in life, said the the one constant through all the years, Ray has been baseball. America's rolled by, has rolled by like an army of steamrollers. It's been a race, like a blackboard rebuilt and erased again, but baseball has marked the time. This field, this game is part of our past, Ray. It reminds us of what was once good and what it could be again. And I think when, you know, people just did a good job, you know, and they were specifically talking about baseball, but it did a good job of reminding people of what sports means to society. You know, um, people, it's fun to poke at folks about, you know, we take it a little too seriously. Sometimes we get mad about teams that we have no control over, or we no real part of, <laughs> but, but ultimately it is like an important part of society and an important part of life. And Playing sports teaches you a lot. Being a fan can also be a, a good thing. Having that connection. And I think this movie does a good job of talking about that, you know, on top of the, the undertones of and obvious connection of him trying to come to peace with his dad, his relationship with his dad. So That's a movie I don't watch. 
when I see that it's uh, in the scroll for YouTube TV, I'm like, we will watch everything else on TV before we watch that because I know how that one's coming and uh, start up the water. Let's have a catch. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> Usually you need to turn that movie off right before that last scene comes on. Okay, we know how this ends. All right. But it's a- Only, only are you crying? No, I've got, I got something in my eyes. I'm, I'm another beer. <laughs> It's a, it's a valid point though, what you said. I mean, if nothing else, like one of the simple things that I'm looking forward to once everything truly actually does move on and get back to normal is just the experience of getting together and doing that, like watching with doing the same thing we're doing right now, but with a game on in the background, I mean, or going to a ballpark or doing any of the other things that we've done in the past. I mean, that it's dumb. It doesn't matter if LSU beats somebody in Saturday night and you're there and it, it doesn't in the long scheme of things, but relationships with people and building those relationships, building those memories, having those experiences. Absolutely. It's super important. Yeah. Um, I got another one. It's not sports though. Um, oh, okay. seen, uh, it's a uh, Will Smith movie, Pursuit of Happiness. Uh, yes. 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 Um, which I always thought was, was a scene in that when he's playing uh bass, you know, kid with the basketball and, um, you know, he tells his kid, you'll probably be as good as me, below average, you know. And then uh, he said, you know, tell him, you know, don't spend your time on the basketball court because you're not going to be any good. He's trying to teach him a lesson about, you know, don't let people tell you not to pursue your dreams. And he tells his kid, you know, what was it? Um, you can't, you know, you protect your dream, you know. People who can't people who can't do something will tell you not to do it, just so you won't rise above them. So if you want something, you go get it. Period. Yeah, I thought that whenever I see that movie and I get to that scene, always it always sticks with me. You know, always always pursue your dream. All right. Well, just to bring this thing home. Uh, I thought I'd have a fun one in my back pocket for if we got to the point where we were kind of agreeing on the movies and as I figured we might the Sandlot. Oh yeah. Sandlot is a solid sports movie and there's so many good, that's another movie that my wife and I quote a lot. Um, you know, you play ball like a girl (laughs) or you're killing me smalls or talking or going through the process of how you make a s'more or, you know, asking somebody s'more what, um, I mean, it's just what a what a well done, good, fun. Like, it's a childhood summer wrapped around hanging out with your friends, playing baseball, and just living life. And uh, so, from in terms, it is it a pure sports movie? No, but I'm putting it in the category and claiming it. Yeah, you're a foot long, a Dodger dog, an L seven weenie. <laughs> <laughs> solid, solid choice. <laughs> so anyway it's it, that's a fun one so if you're going to go out and watch all the movies uh per our suggestions add that one to the list 100 percent. exactly yeah solid solid list i think we brought up there and i think we had some good points on our uh first session of southern 64 we'll have more coming in the next few weeks on that so for this episode of miserable and reckless i'm logan sitting here with dustin morgan and ryan we'll see you next week